Hello and welcome to our first episode here at Weekly, uh, no, sorry, Weekend Football Weekly. And, uh, well, what a week to start on. All of interesting things happening. Um, right now, Tottenham versus Man City going on. So that will be a good match. 13 minutes in right now, so I'll be keeping you updated on that one. And... Yeah, what can we say about that match? Leicester City versus Chelsea. It was 2 all in the end. Brilliant stuff from both sides. Big match there, seeming that they're both right next to each other. Leicester City being third, of course, and Chelsea being fourth. So it was a big match to close the gap between Chelsea and Leicester City. But unfortunately, no gap was neither gained nor shrunk. Now, let me just... Right, so... As we speak, Tottenham versus Man City is going on. So we'll see how that one goes. I predict that it's going to end in a 3-2 win to Man City but I don't think at this point in the season Man City will be able to catch up with Liverpool they've had an incredible run only dropping two points to Man United Jurgen Klopp absolutely amazing I mean all of Liverpool have been absolutely incredible especially the youngster I think only maybe 20 or 21 years old. None other than Trent Alexander-Arnold. He's done absolutely fantastic this season. Uh, he proved it in the match against Leicester, getting two assists and a goal for himself. And actually, that weekend, I saw Alan Shearer's uh, prediction of well his uh, team of the week and I was extremely surprised to see that Trent Alexander-Arnold was not in it I actually it took I took upon myself to comment on that post on Instagram like are we just gonna forget about everything he did. So I was very surprised that he was not mentioned, not even mentioned in Team of the Week for Alan Shearer. But you kind of expect that, don't you? Alan Shearer, obviously not being the biggest fan of Liverpool. But I was very surprised. I think I, I think when you're a football legend, football legend, and you're meant to know like 
everything about football there is to know, you really need to try and not be biased because Trent Alexander-Arnold had a fantastic match day and to just push him aside like that I think was a bit ridiculous. But yeah, that's my thoughts on Alan Shearer and his team of the week. Let's just take a look at some of the matches that went on. So, we had a very exciting match between West Ham and Brighton. 3-3 draw. Unfortunately, neither team picked up points, uh, well, more points. Um, it was an absolutely fantastic matchup. Thrilling. Two goals for Snodgrass. One just before half-time and the other just a bit after half-time. And then, uh, yep, a goal for Isadiop. I think that's how you pronounce it. The Yope. He'd very good from him too, getting a goal 30 minutes into the match. And Ogbonna with that own goal. That was really unfortunate. That actually could have been it for West Ham. But unfortunately, Ogbonna scored that own goal. Very unfortunate for him. Glenn Murray and Pascal. Scoring very close to each other too. And that's what made the comeback. Just 10 minutes after that till full time. So that was a fantastic match. Absolutely brilliant. And we're moving on to a team that has just done so well in the Premier League. They've shocked everyone. And this is none other than Sheffield United. What a team this is. Beating Crystal Palace, yes, by an own goal, but nevertheless, they have still out... Like, they've done more than anyone ever thought they would in the Premier League. They've done absolutely fantastic, currently sitting at fifth on the table, just behind Chelsea. That is unbelievable stuff, especially since like, they've just been promoted up into the Premier League. And it really, one of my friends the other day were telling me how there's no competition really in the Premier League anymore. And this really does prove it, I have to say, I totally agree with him. This really, really does just show you how, how like easy it is to win in the Premier League now. Norwich, who are also just promoted, sitting at bottom right now. Really unlucky for them. West Ham, who were the third team to get promoted, sitting at 17th. So they're just above that relegation zone. But yeah, I don't know. Sheffield United have just done fantastic. So there's still a bit of competition since Norwich and Aston Villa haven't done too good. But um, there's definitely not enough competition since Sheffield United are coming up here and doing that possibly making European football this season Sheffield United I think that will be the first time if I'm not mistaken Sheffield United 
ever make it a Champions League if they make it there. They might have played in the Europa League, I'm not too sure. But oh my god, they have done absolutely fantastic. If we just take a look at them, they're on... Was it 36 points? So they're just 5 points behind Chelsea. And yeah, a point ahead of Manchester United. So pretty close there. They've scored 26 goals. They've conceded 23 times. So that makes their goal difference pretty bad. But points is what matters most of the time. So that's good. 9 wins, 9 draws, 7 losses. Pretty good, pretty average across the board. And yeah, it's pretty fantastic what they're doing up here. Now, let's see. Crystal Palace, the team they played, not doing so well. They're in 14th right now. Pretty sure they did much better last season. Uh, they had people like Zaha helping them out last season, but they've just not really been doing enough this season. Nine losses, nine draws, and only seven wins for them. So yeah, that's pretty bad. Not as bad though as Norwich, unfortunately, who are only on four wins, six draws, and 15 losses in this season. Very unfortunate. Watford used to be at the bottom, but they have one more win and a couple more draws and a couple less losses than them. And West Ham also in the relegation zone along with Watford and Norwich. No surprise there. They've uh, always kind of been pretty average and then they kind of moved down to being less than average and now they've moved even further down to being not good. So looks like they'll possibly get relegated although there's still a chance for Aston Villa, Bournemouth, Brighton and Crystal Palace and even maybe Southampton, Newcastle, United, Burnley and Arsenal to all get relegated. There's still a lot of chances for teams to get relegated. But we're moving on now to what was a fantastic match, I've got to say. Absolutely fantastic match. Watford versus Everton. So, where do I start with this? Let's just start by saying what happened at the very start. Ten minutes in, Adam Messina scoring a goal for Watford. And then, just half an hour after that, Pereira scoring a second for Watford. So 2-0 to Watford at 42 minutes into the match. Then... In 45 plus 1 minutes, Mina, the Everton, def he's a defender, isn't he? I don't know. I would just search it up. I'm pretty sure he's a defender. Yep, centre-back, Mina. He scores from a corner. It's a little tapping. It was quite messy, but they got the goal. And then, just three minutes after that, just before half-time, Mina comes up for a corner and scores a header much more clean than his 
first goal. Two goals for Mina. The centre back scoring two. That's absolutely fantastic. You don't see many of that, uh, much of that. But in the FA Cup, we did see a lot of that from Manchester United. I'm just get up here get their fixtures up we saw a lot of faces on the score sheet that we wouldn't normally see in that game see yep against Tranmere in the fourth round of the FA Cup they won 6-0 <laughs> biggest victory they've had in a long time and if we just look at this, absolutely fantastic. You don't see lots of these goal scorers on the score sheet. You don't even see them play much anymore. We had Harry Maguire scoring at 10 minutes in. Mazir scoring 13 minutes in. Jesse Lingard finally getting a goal 16 minutes in. Phil Jones scoring 41 minutes in. Anthony Martial scoring 45 minutes in. 5-0 half time and then in the second half they got a penalty and Mason Greenwood stepped up and scored that one pretty easy. But yeah you got Maguire, Mazar and Phil Jones all on the score sheet there. Absolutely brilliant. So yeah, that's what this match kind of reminded me of. And then, oh, what late drama action we had. Theo Walcott, 90th minute in the match. Brilliant assist. And wins it for Everton. And Everton actually got their goalkeeper I believe a red card for the second game in a row I believe it was which is not so good especially like yeah just it's not so good not so good at all but yeah that that match just reminded me so much of the Manchester United Tranmere match and speaking of Manchester United, the next match we're going to look at is the terrible, terrible draw that they had against Wolves. I actually predicted that Wolves would come out on top here. But they did not. They drew 0-0. It was home as well. This was at Old Trafford. Very, very poor Man United have been this season, if we just look at the table right now, they're six behind Sheffield United, Chelsea, Leicester City, Manchester City, and of course Liverpool. Absolutely terrible performance from them. Not much else you can see. And today we also had another match like that: Burnley versus Arsenal. Arsenal are ninth, I believe. Nope, they're tenth. Not done good whatsoever as well this season. Um, they were ninth, but Everton got a win. So yeah, just it's not been good for them either. 
So that was all the matches, apart from this Tottenham versus Man City match, which is half an hour in and there's still no goal. So yeah, that was all the, the matches there. But there is some other things that we can talk about, especially like Bruno Fernandes making his debut for Manchester United. Now I'm just going to search up how much he was he was costs. Bruno Fernandes price. I can't really find it, but yeah, Bruno Fernandes made his debut. Not anything special, obviously, since they drew. But he made his debut nonetheless, and he didn't do much. It's, it's weird. I don't know where I see this transfer going. He's good, but I just don't think he's what Man United should be looking for, especially with having Lukaku. And Alexis Sanchez leaving. I don't think they should be focusing on centre mids when they've got pretty solid centre mids. Like Paul Pogba. I know he's injured. But he'll be back. So I really don't see what's the point in looking for centre mids. We've already got some centre mids like Jesse Lingard as well. I know he's not been on form. But he still does what he does. Getting a goal against Tranmere of course. So, I just don't see this as the right transfer for Manchester United, but we never know. We never know. Speaking of the FA Cup as well, and Tranmere and Manchester United, what an absolute tragedy for Liverpool's youngsters against Shrewsbury. Town. So, I actually watched this game live and I am a Liverpool fan. I'm not just saying that because they're good. <laughs> Unlike a lot of people nowadays, I actually have liked them ever since Steven Gerrard was around and they've definitely had their bad, their bad years. <laughs> But uh, I've always been a fan of them. And, yeah. It was horrible to watch this match. Absolutely horrible to watch it. Obviously, he had... Cannot seem to get up. Right. I'll just have to go on memory. So obviously, Liverpool were 1-0 up at half-time. I go from Curtis Jones. Brilliant strike. It was a beautiful goal. And then, literally, the minute the second half started, Shrewsby scored an own goal. Very weird one. He kind of just tapped it into the top corner of his own net. I think he was just trying to clear it, but he ended up tapping it in. And then Shrewsbury subbed on what would 
would would turn out to be a super sub. Mason Cummings. He scored two goals for Shrewsbury after coming on. And yep. Liverpool then subbed on Mohamed Salah and Roberto Firmino. Still wasn't enough. They had chances still and could not convert. So it was a very poor performance from the potential, probably end up being the league winners, the runaway team in the Premier League. Very bad performance. And Jurgen Klopp was blaming it on the lack of communication between the FA and the Premier League. He's saying how he needs to use his youngsters because the rest of the squad are getting their winter's break. And yeah, it's, it's a bit of a weird situation. I really I don't think it's that good that the FA and the Premier League are not communicating because obviously Liverpool have had a crazy December month with um the World Cup for clubs and the Premier League. And the Champions League, which was just like a bit before that. So they've had a crazy winter so far. So they definitely do need a break. And just to prove how many matches they have, one of the match day 18 matches against West Ham had to be postponed until just this Wednesday. So they've just been so busy. And they definitely deserve a break. And Jurgen Klopp's also saying that he deserves a break. And he will not be there for when Shrewsbury and Liverpool face off at Anfield. And that is a big, bold statement. Lots of people getting quite angry about it. But I, on the other hand, kind of see it as in he deserves his break too. He's been working miracles in the Premier League and the World Cup for clubs. So he really does just deserve his break just as much as any of the others. But some people are not seeing it that way. Some people are seeing it as selfish. And I'm just like, would you see it selfish if it was a player? No. So why do you see it selfish if it's a manager? And I know the players feel physically tired and need a break. But mentally, Jurgen Klopp is exhausted with all the thinking that has to go into these match-ups. It's just exhausting, and he really does need a break, and I can I can see it that he needs a break. But a lot of people are getting angry about that. I don't really know why, or I don't know. It's just, I don't think they should be getting angry about it. But people are, and you have to respect people's opinions. I'm not even trying to be biased, because I'm a Liverpool fan. I just think... He deserves a break because of how good he's been doing. We all need breaks. But it is what it is. I really do think it is the Premier League's and the FA's fault for not communicating to each other about holidays. Because obviously he wants to spend time with his family. He's always travelling for games and he's always at work with training and all that and I know the players are too but the players are getting a holiday so why is Jurgen Klopp not? That is my question. But yeah, now let's talk about Liverpool. Let's talk a bit more about them. So, they're now 21 points 
Jeez. 21 points in front of Manchester City. Now, if you take 21 points off Manchester City's points, let me just do the math quick. 40, 42, 32, 31. If you take that off them, they end up being where Arsenal is, so roughly 10th and all that. If you take off Liverpool's score, they go down to second, obviously. That just shows how big of a gap that is, because that same gap makes Man City go down nine places odd. Whereas for Liverpool, it makes them go down one space on the table. That is crazy. And if we actually look at fourth on the table, which is Chelsea, 51, 61, 71, they're 33 points behind Liverpool. If you take that off their score, they end up with eight points, which is enough to make them go down to the bottom of the table. That's how big of a gap there is between these clubs. It's not even close right now. Obviously, all clubs have played 25 matches, apart from Tottenham and Man City, who are still in their 25th one. And, jeez. Liverpool, in 25 matches, 24 wins and one draw. That one draw to Man United at Old Trafford. They played quite defensive that match and Liverpool just couldn't break down that defence. It's, it's just crazy to think how big of a gap that is. Sheffield United are closer. Well, Chelsea is closer. Wait. Oh, God. Yeah, yeah, I think it's Sheffield United. So, uh, 33. Oh, no, it's 6th, Manchester United. They are actually closer to the relegation zone than they are to Liverpool. That is just absurd. That is actually just stupid. Like, I, be I believe I'm right, 45, 55, 65, 75, but take away the two. 38, yep. Even Sheffield United, actually, yeah. Sheffield United are 37 points behind Liverpool. And they are <laughs> 36 points <laughs> ahead of last place. Well, no, they're 36 points ahead, like zero. So they are actually closer to the relegation zone than they are to Liverpool. And they're in fifth place. And second place between Sheffield United and... Uh, no. And the points between Sheffield United and Man City, so fifth to second, is just stupid crazy. It's like, it just proves how close these teams are and how far away Liverpool is, how good they're doing. Let's take a look at that right now. 46, 4, 5, 6. I believe it's 16. 16 points. 
that's lower than the amount of points Norwich has and they're at the bottom of the table. So it's a bit crazy, the Premier League this season. Liverpool scoring 60 goals, only conceding 15. Is that, it's not the best goal scored, but is that the best goal, like, defence in the whole league? Oh, by far it is. So yeah, they've got the best defensive track in the league right now, with uh, only 15 goals scored and against them. That is crazy, that means they have a goal difference of 45, which is the best in the league too. 73 points, so they have done absolutely fantastic. So yeah, we'll, we'll keep this podcast going on for maybe just to update now on the match with the first half of it and then that'll be us because that's everything really oh there's a bit of a trivia question here which player has scored 8 away goals in the Premier League this season but none at home that's quite an interesting one I think it's Roberto Firmino. And I was correct, yep. The Brazilian has yet to score at Anfield this season, but he's had no trouble finding the back of the net at his travels. He has scored a late winner and a 2-1 win at Wills to keep Liverpool 16 points clear at the top of the Premier League. Which team claimed their first ever Premier League title win at Old Trafford? Oh... I think it might be Burnley. I was right, yep. The Clarets sealed a 2-0 win at Manchester United, ending a run of 15 away league matches without a win, the Red Devils. So, yeah. But, yeah, that's the first half finish. So, that's it for the first episode. Thank you all or watching or tuning in and yeah have a great rest of your day